the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Rising interest rates. Is the story of 2018 so far? Will we or won't we freak out as rates creep higher? But, but, there's a big but out there. Oil hits $80 a barrel. That can have a thing that can crimp the U.S. growth. Stock market registered some modest gains in recent sessions, but nothing too crazy. Cisco topped expectations. Cisco Systems. The ruler of routers. The sultan of switches. All about the cloud computer now. We've had internetworks. We've had networks. We've got interplanetary networks, wide area networks. Cisco's all about it, right? Walmart has gotten a favorable response following their earnings. Cisco comes out with their earnings and eh, they topped revenue expectations and earnings expectations, kept everything in line. There was some disappointment. Overall, so those shares are down. But Walmart, on the other hand, had a better than expected first quarter, which included a 2.1% increase in Walmart U.S. comparable same store sales. That was a nice push. Their stock's moving higher. Walmart has done some acquisitions like Flipkart that are going to completely hurt its, uh, dilute its earnings per share for the next two years. So, Wall Street focuses on what Wall Street focuses on. That's why sometimes you can be right with the idea of the stock, but it may not have the earnings that that gets other investors involved. It may not have the revenue. With respect to the initial claims reports, it's that first, it's not the first Thursday, but it's every Thursday. It showed first-time unemployment claims marched higher, 222,000. That's a good number. Any number out of 350,000, pretty darn good. Key takeaway is that you always look at when the survey is done and the weather conditions, um, because a lot can affect data on a month-to-month level. We saw the Philadelphia Fed Index, which you keep hearing about different regions in the United States, the Northeast, the South, Central west southwest pacific northwest and you can watch the numbers you know pretty clearly and see how they're playing out for you Uh, but like the philadelphia fed index had some encouraging data points it did show that the prices received index which is a reflection of the manufacturer's own prices that increased which is inflationary 10-year treasury note sits at 3.1 percent So it's kind of gone through that 3% level pretty quickly, all things considered. 
as it marches higher. This weekend, we get the royal wedding. And I got to say, I don't care. Thank you. (laughs) Are you going to be up? Are you going to watch it? Sprinkles Cupcakes, the cupcake chain with 24 locations, is selling a lemon blueberry cupcake frosted with St. Germain elderflower vanilla. Very similar to what the cake is going to be at the big wedding when Harry met Meghan. When the U.S. and England's fixed our diplomatic problems of forever swearing and became friends. All because of a wedding. Kentucky Fried Chicken won't miss a chance to jump into some commercial advertising. Even though what Kentucky Fried Chicken has to do with the whole thing, we don't know. But supposedly Prince Harry proposed over a roast chicken. Hmm. I don't know if I believe that one. I don't know if I believe that one. KFC's giving away 50 limited edition commemorative chicken buckets. Ooh, it's got the crest on it. Gold flourishes, British and American flags. Only 50. Supply and demand. Do you think more than 50 crazy old cat ladies, women with 20 cats or more, do you think more than 50 will line up in desire for that piece of pottery? That is finger-licking good. You can also win one online, which is made from bone china. In, in, uh, from, it's made from bone china, which contains, I think, 13% more bones. Burger King, the royalty of the United States. The royal burger. The, the royal hamburger. Uh, you would think it's the fish fillet, but no. It is the whooper. It's celebrating the union of the Brit and a not-as-famous-American actress with a new limited-edition sandwich called the American Royale. It's on sale now for the next three days in the UK. It's a crispy piece of chicken, iceberg, and lettuce. I, I And there's two onion rings on it, which obviously clearly signify the royal matrimony. Don't! And only a one one dollar one pound ninety nine. How do you say that? Oh 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 oh. Velveeta, even though shells and cheese is common for the commoners of the world, they're going to sell some crowns and cheese. So I know you're saying, really? Now they're going to give away eight hundred boxes there, and you can check it out at royal royallytreatyourself.com. Royallytreatyourself.com. I can't make this up. This is Marketing 101. You've got to be. Then on top of it, you get Dunkin' Donuts. They got the Royal Love Donut, which, you know, heck, I'm all about that. Who doesn't like Royal Love and art? The heart-shaped filled donut. It's frosted with chocolate icing and the strawberry drizzle. On sale through Sunday. So the Royal Wedding this weekend, and then we'll finally say... Donuts. Who cares? And we'll move on with our life. But this is Princess Diana's baby. You're my baby. You're always my baby. So Tesla needs to raise about $10 billion in the next two years to keep going. So this has one analyst who has a $195 price target on it. This would be a 30% decline. That's a lot of money tomorrow. 
And when, you, when the market kind of knows that, they kind of put you in between a rock and a hard place. CEO Elon Musk won't have trouble acquiring the extra cash, but the infusion will likely present its own costs with additional debt and maybe diluting current shareholders. So that's not good, which is nice. I'm Rob Black, talking all things in financial, money, investing, more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Corporate earnings are up 25% in the first quarter year over year. But the Standard & Poor's 500, the S&P 500, that index, that you know, often quoted market, how did the markets do today? Well, they were up 2% for the year. That's the S&P 500 usually is what people are talking about. History suggests that historically now is not the best time to be an investor. Because earnings are already at 25%. What got us here? The stock market is lifted for nine years. Few on Wall Street expect the market to go up every year. And when earnings are this good, what's the next step for earnings? Probably less good. Now, the good news is they're there. And that cash could be used to hire people. It could be used for infrastructure. It could be used for buying back shares or increasing dividends. Corporate profits are in a state of bliss right now. Euphoria, heaven, nirvana. Right? If Homer's in, I'm in. But, 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 again, profits up 25% and a market up just 2%. There's a contrarian story to tell. When earnings growth joins the greater than 20% club... The stock market has, t- has a keen ability to sniff off and, and really smell out the inflection points in advance. 20% plus earnings growth is good news in an absolute sense, no doubt about it. But it also likely represents a rare you know, a sign that we could be at the ultimate peak growth rate. Do you remember when you were, gosh, I don't know, in your teens and you're able to play basketball for seven or eight hours or you were able to dance and not get crazy bunions or problems. Earnings growth of more than 20% has been the worst time for stock market performance. Historically speaking, when we go down 25%, when earnings growth is down 25% year over year, the market tends to go down 23%, which sounds about right. When earnings are down 10%, the market goes up 25% historically. This is in the last 90 years. When the market's somewhere between down 10% and up 10%, it tends to uh, go up 9.2%. 10 to 20% growth in earnings, the market goes up 7.4%. So historically speaking, the best time to buy earnings or to buy the stock market is when earnings are down. And that's remarkable, right? It tells you that the market will start to look at the federal government and say, bail us out, lower interest rates with the banks or come up with a stimulus plan or come up with a tax cut. So that's worthy of note. 
There's fears that this may be the peak, along with concerns that rising inflation will prompt a strong interest rate response from the Fed, which could slow down what is expected to be above-trend economic growth ahead. Elsewhere in the world of news, Brent crude oil tops $80 barrel, as market grows more concerned about Iranian sanctions. Wells Fargo shares are getting beat up again. Wells Fargo employees improperly altered or added information on documents related to corporate customers. Wow. That activity took place just last year as the company was trying to comply with a regulatory consent order over anti-money laundering controls. Wells Fargo employees altered documents. Now, they're trying to keep pace with competitors. They're trying to keep pace with Wall Street Managers know what's going on. Wells Fargo became aware of the behavior in recent months from employees. The bank is still investigating the matter and has reported the behavior to the Office of Comptroller of the Currency. Man, <clears throat> Wells Fargo. At one point, it was just bad enough that you would, you could go in, open up an account, and they'd also send your credit card that you didn't sign for. But now they are starting to alter documents after they've been you know, approved, and they're just trying to clean up what is being presented. For legal reasons, and that's not good. So Wells Fargo is a San Francisco-based bank. It's trying to repair the damage from a fake account scam that erupted two years ago. The involved employees of its retail banking division created fake accounts. Hashtag, not really you. And yet you get a credit card. Huh, right? Wow! Yeah, huh? (laughs) 800-516-12... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yep. <sighs> Missing documents prompted leak of Trump lawyer Michael Cohen's bank records. Uh, a mess. The whole Michael mess. Cohen bank issue is, it's a mess, right? Suspicious activity report about Trump lawyer Michael Cohen and payments made by Novartis and AT&T to a shell company, Essential Consultants, was leaked by a law enforcement official. There was missing data. About more than $3 million in additional transactions related to Cohen's account with First Republic Bank. That's terrible. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> uh, one of the things I like to do as an investor is, is to share with you what I see. And I hope you do the same with me. I think we've got a good relationship. But cash t- very rarely tells lies. Revenue can t- tell total lies. But cash flow tells very few lies. So it's tough for a bank... To, for you to get a bank to lie for you. And that's why the Wells Fargo story is so damning, because they're altering documents. But the Trump story is altering documents as well. And you don't want to do that with, with financials. It just, it's too, too easy to get caught. The official who leaked the report said two more reports that should have been present in the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network were also missing. And that covers over $3 million in additional transactions. So something was pulled out of the system, and it's tied towards a hush deal, right? Um, we'll see. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. 
San Francisco is so expensive that more people are leaving than moving in. I drove into the city this morning and I looked at the Transamerica building, which used to be a pretty tall building to me. And sitting slightly to the right, as you're facing north, is the Salesforce Tower, which is just humongous. But the city's median-priced home now costs $1.5 million. The nation's tech capital risk losing talent if they can't afford to live here. I saw, I read in a pretty nice um, piece written by, I wish I knew her name. This makes me feel bad. It's Michael Dell from Dell Computer. His daughter is getting into tech. And she's consulting for Bumble, and she used to work for another dating app that she won't say the name, but it was probably Tender, right? And she's looking to get into some venture ideas and businesses, and she said, I'm moving to L.A. I would much rather have some tech enthusiasts in L.A. mixed with movie stars or movies, TV industry, uh, construction industry. Like, it's just more diverse. Now, everyone in the north part of California, northern part of California, hates L.A. Beat L.A. It's a big thing. They take our water. They don't take our women, but they take our water. There's an old joke. Uh, I love Canada for their their hockey and their women and their beer. It's a joke. It's not a good joke in this day and age, but it, it's a joke. But yeah, so Northern California, so Southern California has the thing, but I was surprised by that. The median two-bedroom rent in the Bay Area is now 3040 bucks, about two and, two and a half times as high as the national average. People find ways of making it work, but I don't really care to find ways of making it work when you're spending that much money. Communal housing's not for Rob Black. Co-living units, not for Rob Black. And I'm not talking in third person. People are starting more and more thoughts out there are, we want to pay our employees a livable wage, but surprisingly in the Bay Area, we're not talking about $15. We're talking about $150,000 is where you start for a lot of people, unless you've been entrenched or you've inherited well or something. It's tough to move to the area. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton talk a little financial planning with the one, the only, Mr. Burton. And joining me today, CFP Chad Burton. How are you? Excellent, Rob. What does the CFP do? Oh, boy. What does well, it stand for? Certified Financial Planner. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you get to have, you go through five courses, essentially. Taxes, insurance, retirement planning, estate planning, investing. You have to take a test in each course before you can move on to the next one. And then you take a 10-hour final exam. Really? 10 hours? Yeah. Now, what break? I did, it was given over two days. Now, I've heard they've, they're doing it over one day now. But um, it's 55% pass rate nationally. Okay. So, you get a lot of disappointed people after the first try. And do they usually get it right the second try? Like SATs. I remember when I went high school many 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 years ago you got to blend your scores you got to take your best math and your best english no, that sound right? someone's asking me that. i don't even remember taking the sats you probably didn't you're a gifted athlete <laughs> you got to ride your way into college uh no it's um it, it, you do get a chance yes you do get to take it again okay so but do people pass i, I passed it on the first time i've got five cfps all but one of them passed it on the first time okay um, and then, so it's given, I think, every November and then every six months. If you fail it a second time, I believe there's some other rules. I haven't looked at it, honestly, lately for, uh, for a while in terms of how many times you can 
fail it and then how long you have to wait next time. But once you do pass the test, you cannot use the designations yet. Okay. You have to have three years working experience and now you have to have a degree. Now, three years working experience, not at 7-Eleven. No, you have to have in the business. Okay. So like a para planner. Para planner. Yeah. Associate advisor. Okay. Yep. You got it. Now with that said, what's the difference between a CFP and like a stockbroker or financial, um, you know, someone at Solomon Smith Barney calls himself a first vice president or something you like have that. Vice president of the Southeast region of Kansas city. <laughs> something I, like that. Bogus. Yeah. Bogus. But people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. The vice president thing is a just ridiculous in this industry. I'm vice president of Salem radio <laughs> <laughs> right now, this hour, Whoops. we're both vice president, right? Um, <laughs> Difference between a broker. And Are CFP. there even stockbrokers left anymore? I mean, when I was in the yeah. business, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. That's, that's right. I, there's there, my alarm. There's actually other people that I know in the industry. Um, I know people on my street who use Ameriprise financial planners. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the worst thing you could do. Let me give you a story okay. of that one. And uh, so, somebody I did very close to the family um, finally pulling the trigger on retirement. I said, well, at least let me look at what you have. I I don't like taking on friends and family. Of course not. As, I understand that. Yeah, because the last thing I want to do... Expectations are unrealistic. Not only that, but it dominates the conversation. Okay. So, barbecuing, putting some steaks on, having a couple of beers. I don't want to talk money on the weekends. You know, I, I do it 60 hours a week. So, I said, well, at least let me look at who you're working with. Because I, 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 based on some of the things that I'd heard, I was like, this just doesn't sound right. And... The advisor was saying, yeah, you can retire. Go ahead and retire. You're going to be fine. And the reason why is because they were a commission-based advisor, and they were going to get paid 5 6% of the rollover amount. Ah, so it's like a 401k, 403b. Yeah. So, I mean, they see this big rollover amount, so they will blow smoke in places that you don't want them to blow smoke because they're doing it because that's when they get paid is that initial rollover. They get paid all up front because they're commission-based advisors. And unfortunately, some CFP, certified financial planners, are also commission-based. And I think that there's a big push in our industry to not allow that. Um, so, because it, our industry really, most of the certified financial planners act as fiduciaries. We are forced, we, we set up a firm so that we're acting in the best interest of the client, putting the client first, charging either hourly fees, flat fees, or annual fees based on what we're managing. And in this situation, the guy was going to tell her to retire too soon. Mr. Burton, here comes another email question for you. If I'm in my, and it comes from Sarah, if I'm in my late 20s, I almost have a full year of expenses and savings, and my savings checking retirement is almost at 100000 what should I be focusing on next? So Sarah has 100000 in her savings, plus she's got a year saved up? It sounds like she's got a 401k with 100000 Ah, okay. All right. And she's got a year of expenses. We got an age on this girl phone number pushing 30 she's in her late <laughs> 20s she currently contributes job. contributes 15 percent of her salary to her 401k with sarah's eight, been listening with an eight percent match she saves 700 dollars a month into savings what's her next oh her next financial goal she says i want to buy a house but i guess she's asking uh, what else should she be thinking about well so sarah if you're a high income earner and you can't do a Roth. We'll talk about that for a minute. Let's say if you're eligible for a Roth. Okay. That's she, the, actually, that, I, I know her. I met her at the seminar the other day. Okay. So is she eligible for a Roth, Rob? Yeah. She makes about 60. Her boyfriend makes about 80. 
Okay. So, so yeah, they're, they're under the, well, if they're not married, it's just based on her income. So she's fine. So I'd still continue to fund a Roth IRA because if her goal is to save for the first house, I mean, you know, you can 5% down in the Bay area, get a 5% down loan. Good luck with that. It's still even a 5% on a Bay area home. She's got a while. Most houses are, uh, going for cash. Yeah. So if you're, if you're coming in with 5%, you're not going to be considered. You know, at that age, if 60,000 of income, I mean, you don't have to own the house that you live in. You could go buy a rental property somewhere else. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Roberto Negro, Edoleros. Chewy Mendez. Chewy Mendez. Hola. Do you remember I'm so culturally wrong? When I was like, I want to say like maybe 12, 13 years old, you get cable TV and you get the Spanish channel. And you didn't know what it was called then. You didn't know that, you know, there was Telemundo and stuff like that. Because on the East Coast, East Coast is a little more European focused and West Coast a little more Spanish, Mexican, culturally um, inclusive. Um, but remember when you'd watch, and it'd be like, Stephen Colbert did a, a brilliant parody of it, where he'd play a Mexican TV guy, and he'd have two really good-looking women in bikinis standing by him, and just going, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, or, or, like, and it was so sexist, it was so wrong, and America grows up on that, and we're like, we think that's what it is. That's all I got. Well, it kind of is. I lived in, um, I was kind of, <laughs> I lived in Panama. The Rob Black and Your Buddy Show was canceled, sadly, on May 6, 2000. With help of Tony Mendez, right? No doubt. Um, okay. Real estate. Uh, what, what angle should we hit today? Mm. I think we, you said you wanted to talk about buying a second home or vacation homes. Maybe that was a topic we, we started talking about how people are looking for more space. Um, property val- properties here that that's, are being built are smaller. Single family homes are that's expensive. That's an interesting question. Which would you rather have? And when you have small children, they'll say things yeah. like, "Which would you rather have? A baby full of a truck full of baby of baby a truck full of da- of uh, a truck full and because they have speech problems a truck full of dead babies or a truck full of bowling balls?" And like, I, I guess I'd rather have a truck full of dead of bowling balls. Like wrong, truck full of dead babies are easier to unload. Use a pitchfork. <laughs> and like, whoa. Are you crazy? Kids are smart. So um Would you rather have a second home or a vacation home? Okay, which would you rather have? Would you rather have a small home in the area you work or a small home in the area uh, a medium sized home in the area you work or uh, a small home and a big home somewhere else? A vacation home, a getaway home. Right. Remember the police officer I told you about from Oakland? Mm-hmm. He said, I want to buy a home in Oakland. I'm like, no, you don't. You want to rent. And he should have bought a home in Oakland. But in hindsight, I was wrong. But in hindsight, he bought in Oakland and uh, also bought it. He rented in Oakland and bought in Tampa where he was going to retire. Well, there, there's completely another angle right there. You have a lot of people who are renting that yeah. that may have saved a down payment, but it might not be sufficient for a even a condo here in the Bay Area. I mean, a seven dollars $800,000 condo. But it might be great enough for a place in Arnold or... Tothor or something like that. 
Yeah. As a second home. And they turn it into a vacation rental. They get a property management company or a vacation management company, which, by the way, costs an arm and a leg. But you get the, the property filled. Um, they help you stage it and everything like that. And then you have another property. Or you just buy a rental. And you, you, you don't buy it in a vacation area. You buy it in a place where people need to rent. Um, it could be Sacramento. It could be Reno's. It could be anywhere in, in the country. Uh, but you don't have to buy where you live. So the whole renting angle is, is interesting, too. But, you you know, I think I'd rather have a truck full of dead babies. I, <laughs> no, I think I'd rather have a truck full of money, but um, that's easier to spend. Uh, and it rolls off the tongue a little bit better. Okay. I'd rather have a, a, a smaller place where I work in a good school district. Cause now I have kids. I have to worry about that. And... I'd rather have a vacation property that I can share with. Um, so you recently helped me yeah. get a mortgage on a place uh, in a luxury area that rhymes with Schmaho. Schmake Schmaho. And uh, the real estate agent said something fantastic. He goes, I go, I might, I go, I might keep this forever. I don't know if I want renters in it. I don't want to Airbnb. I, like, I want it to be mine. I don't want, you know, uh, the bad sex people, other people, germs. No. And he goes, Rob, most people buy a luxury place for five to seven years and they sell it. I'm like, really? So he goes, yeah. So you, as your kids get older, they're going to need the SATs. They're going to need to like focus on their friends and, and they sell it and they, they moved somewhere. So what I'm, what I'm going to add is here's an interesting art angle is Lake Tahoe and Sacramento halfway in between it is a place called Auburn. So you get the old people who went to Lake Tahoe as their kids get older. They're like, I don't want to shovel snow anymore. They don't want to pay taxes. They, they don't want to down, shovel snow. Yeah, they moved down the hill. And then you get Sacramento, who's like, oh, the city's just become too congested. I want to go live in the country. They look at the country, and they're like, Arnold. Not Arnold. Um, Auburn. Auburn. This is your real estate song. We Gordon should do this. Yeah. So anyway, um, but it is interesting, you know, um, trying to find a destination. Sometimes you find a destination from a destination. So, you know, Washington, D.C., their getaways are, you know, the Appalachians and the uh, Atlantic cities and not uh, Ocean City, Ocean Cities. Oh, oh, oh. man. East Coast is not nice. New York City's at least got Connecticut and Maine and like some really cool getaways. Yeah, we had Ocean City, Ocean City, Rehoboth. If you want to see people drinking two cases of Natty beer at seven in the morning on the beach, large enough that you honestly got concerned and wanted to push them back in the water because you thought a whale got stuck. A hairy whale. And you're like, Mom, there's a hairy whale down there. And it's just a dude from Jersey with two cases of Natty Bow that he's going to finish by the end of the day, no matter what happens. Ocean City, not Ocean City, not, not pretty. Not pretty. What's that? Uh, we don't have time for this. Anyway, Tony Mendez can get you your home. He can get you your second home. He can get you your condo, your starter home. And when you're in a rental situation, start thinking that you're not paying property taxes and start saving that for a down payment. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He is my mortgage lender numerous times over. Don't ask him silly questions like Fremont or... San Bruno. No, San uh, Ramon. San Ramon. Don't ask silly questions. Get a loan. They're cheap money right now. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. And would I rather have a cheap loan? Oh, another show. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.